your weekly Selk Grassroots podcast, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Welcome to the Saturday Manager podcast. My name is Nick Pitts from Farnborough Old Boys Guild Reserves in Division 3, west of the Kent County League. This podcast follows the ups and downs of grassroots football, including interviews with players and managers across the grassroots sector. Let's get to it. Here we are then. Episode number 44. Should have checked beforehand, right? I think it's 44. Welcome to the show. Today, right, so today we're going to be looking at the last pre-season fixture we had last Saturday against AFC Greencourt, uh, training earlier on this week, uh, a good week generally for the club, um, and then in the second half of the show we'll be speaking to uh, Ray Berry, Ray Berry, Ray Berry's were... <laughs> were the um, fake sunglasses you used to be able to buy the old knockoff of the Ray-Bans. Ray-Berry's used to be able to get them for like a euro in the shops on a holiday. Just come to me. Ray-Berry from Bexley Reserves, who we take on tomorrow in our first game of the season. So like I said, good week for the club. Um, exciting times. Kent League starts this weekend for the majority of the teams. Uh, so looking forward to getting into that and speaking to Ray <clears throat> who will be with us in the second part of the show. I'm also going to ask him to predict the results for uh, this weekend's fixtures and I'll be doing that um, later on in the first half and I'll get Ray's thoughts on what he thinks will happen uh, in the second half of the show. First of all, what we'll do, as I said, we'll just quickly go through our game against AFC Greencourt last week. Bit of a tricky um, pre-season for us in terms of uh, player loss, player additions. We've um, we've let go. I say we've let go. We've lost six, and we've bought in say f- four or five. Uh, it's just taking a little bit of time to gel, but it seems to be coming together quite nicely now and just at the right time as well. So that's very very important, as any team knows. When you bring in new recruits, it's important that you get them to gel with your existing lads and getting them playing in the way you want to. So we went down to Greencourt for the last game uh, with, unfortunately, we only had uh, thir- uh, 13, 14, sorry. We had 14, um, three on a bench. Uh, the average age of the of our bench was about 35 so that and me being one of them, so that that gives you enough indication of what you need to know. First half, um, first half was probably the worst half of football I've ever witnessed in my entire life. From us, display wise, uh, we just couldn't get going. We just couldn't, we couldn't make that five yard ball. And we couldn't do the simple bits and bobs. And these were the things that I'd reiterated to the boys before the game and previous weeks that. If we just do those simple things, then the the, the natural ability will flow and, and the rest of the game will take its course. And we couldn't even do that. And they, Green Court were 
an average side. We were better than them. They were an average side, um, and they will do well in the league that they're in. Um, but apart from that, I mean, they played the ball around well out from the back. They had a um, a good centre half, number thirteen, at the back, and he he liked to come out with the ball and play play the ball straight um, out wide or straight up to the, the attacking players. Um, we had a couple of half chances as, as the half went on. But the first real significant bit of danger was their first goal. Um, we lost the ball uh, in centre midfield. Should have been a foul. Charlie Pitt had the ball um, heading into the um, the opposing half and he was brought down from behind. Stephen Gerrard-esque down on the knees, uh, arms, arms out in front. Andrew Wheaton, uh, no foul given. You know, looked the look of disgust is probably the correct phrase. Uh, the guy picked the ball up and, and dropped a shoulder, went past one, and hit the ball from twenty-five yards straight in the top left-hand corner. Having seen the footage back, um, if you've seen it, we had RYG at our game last week. Um, so if you've seen the footage, I've certainly seen it again, and very disappointed in our goalkeeper because it, it didn't really even make an attempt to. To save it, he just sort of moved to one side and threw an arm in the air. Um, so probably could have probably could have saved saved the shot. But I mean, apart from that, that was the only real. Um, we had a couple of a couple of headers, a couple of balls flashed across the front. Um, but as the half grew on, as I say, the, the half was as a whole was awful. But as the half went on, the the football got better. Um, so we come in at half time. Um, I told the boys it was unacceptable um, and what we needed to do going forward and Mike Carr, our skipper, um, just completely let rip at everyone and at quite a, um, with an aggressive tone in his voice, um, <clears throat> which is fine because when it's when it's required, I don't mind it. If it's not necessary, then I've got a problem with it. But him as much as me uh, has as much say in what goes on in that team you know so I'm happy that he stood he 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 stood up and he said his bit and and we got that reaction in the second half because we came straight out made two changes sorry made one change uh, for centre mid lad oldest the oldest player in Kent League football Ben Norris 42 years of age 41 years of age whatever um, come on in centre mid and, and had a had a fucking storming game and really proved why he can earn a place in our in our starting eleven. Um he got the ball down well, he was doing the simple things, he was going past people. I mean if if I've got a young lad of eighteen pl- playing in midfield and there's a forty one year old gliding past him, then I'm worried. And that's exactly what Ben was doing. Um linked up well with the two other boys in midfield, Ben Delaney and Charlie Pitt, uh, who are just natural on the ball, who are natural going forward and it really showed Ben Norris was picking the ball up, spraying it out to the left to Toby, big our big new addition, Biggie Langston we call him, um, spraying the ball out to him. Toby was getting balls across the front, and second half we were really camped in their half, and it was just a, a matter of time before we capitalised on their mistakes as such because they were trying to play out from the back. Um, they'd swapped their keepers at half time, and the the keeper in the second half, the Jack Grealish lookalike, was certainly. Um, more interested in playing the ball out from the back, which is which is fine. I've got all the time in the world for that, if you can do it. I'd hate to think that he was forcing it, 
um, because nine times out of ten, we were setting up structurally to intercept any any pass, and that happened for the first goal. So the keeper clipped a ball down the middle. The header was won by Ben Norris, uh, flicked down to Char Charlie Pitt. Um, I'd made the run down to the right. The left back had followed me, which opened a lovely big gap, and Charlie played a ball into the channel for Mike Cole to run onto, lured the keeper out. Coley squared it across the front and Toby was there to hit the ball straight to the roof of the net. Um, one all. And congratulations to Toby for getting his first goal of the season. Um, it's been a real frustrating start for him. Lots of chances, lots of minutes, um, and he hasn't been able to put the ball in the back of the net, but uh, he was able to do so on Saturday. So hopefully <clears throat> he can kick off um, with... Uh, a couple of league goals tomorrow. Game, game went on, and again it was it was just all us. I think they got out of their half once or twice, maybe, uh, and I'm not sure if they troubled our keeper. I can't even remember. That's how memorable these moments were. Second and winning goal uh, came from myself. So the gaffer has to come off the bench and do the business and save the boys. Um, which I have been known to do in my many years of football. Now, Mike Cole uh, picked the ball up on the left wing, and laid it to Toby, Toby laid it back to him. As soon as Mike got the ball, I knew exactly what he was going to do. Um, as I say, out on that left-hand side, back to goal, step over to the right, turn to the left, ball across the front. As he's played that ball, just a little run inside the right back, left back, sorry, who was asleep. And I've just met it in, in the middle of the goal and just put it in the net 2-1 with about 10 minutes to go. But still from then on, 10 minutes left, we still pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. And I was so pleased with how we finished the game. Um, new new addition, uh, Simon Hellman uh, hit the crossbar from about 25 yards. He also had a screamer just whistle past the post. Ben Delaney missed from about uh, just outside the, the, the penalty area. Tried to be too too precise with the ball and put it in the corner uh, but the, the encouraging thing is that it's there the, the grounds for the goals and grounds for good play are there and I'm so happy with how we finished what's been for me a disappointing pre-season in terms of results however as pre-season had gone on I'm happy with how the performances uh, performances have been considering we've got half a new team and you know, it's going to be a real challenge for us going forward this season in the league that we're in because there's going to be some good sides. Uh, obviously, now that Meridian have gone, uh, it opens a real gap for potentially us to step into. Obviously, Halstead will be there to pick the pieces up and, and, and teams like Bride and Ropes and Long Lane. Uh, and who knows, Greenways could make a, a surprise entrance into that little fold as well. So... It'll be uh, an interesting season going forward. Um, but thank you to AFC Greencourt for the game. And thank you, a separate thank you for Andrew Wheaton for refereeing all of our, or well, 90% of our pre season games. And thank you for Adam Clayton for refing the other 10%. Right. Predictions time. Haven't done this since the end of last season, so. Uh, will uh, be interesting to uh, have a quick look at this one. So we've got five games. Bexley Reserves v Farnborough Reserves. Bride and Ropes Reserves v South East Athletic Reserves. 
Bromleyans reserves the Wellingtown reserves. Long Lane reserves the Danson Sports reserves. Metro Gas reserves the Housted reserves. For some reason, Greenways and AFC Lewisham both missing out this week starting-wise. I'm not quite sure why, as surely they could have played each other. Um, so I'm not 100% sure what's happened there and why the league have done that seems silly to me. But gives Liam from Greenways and Eddie from AFC Lewisham another week of prep. Um, maybe they could have arranged a friendly or something, who knows. Right. Back to 2.45 kickoffs. The ones I hate because it's just shit. It's just in the middle of the day. I don't know why they I don't know why they do it. Um right. So we're away to Bexley. We get race thoughts on that in the second half. Obviously I've got to back my own team. Um already I I've got heaps and bundles of respect for Ray. I was due to play He's so he he he's come over from Teviot Rangers and we were due to play them pre-season. Uh, unfortunately, they folded, um, and and he's now ended up in the same division as us this season, which is great. Um, hearing a couple of things through the grapevine that they've brought in from Teviot, um, they've improved all over the pitch. They've got a very good first team. Um, so uh, we've I've said to the boys this week that it's going to be difficult. It's going to be physical, uh, and. I mean, every game is going to be difficult and physical this year because people are going to want to people are going to want to smash us because of what we did last year and, pro- and prove that we weren't just like a one season wonder type thing. So, not really sure what to expect if I'm honest, which is why we need to be on our game and match everything that Bexley throw at us. I'm going to back us to win, and I'm going to back us by. Three goals to one. So, 3-1 to Farnborough. Next game, Bryden at home to South East. This has only got one result for me, Bryden, um, all day long. Um, Unless South East have done some serious recruitment over the the summer and pre-season, then I I can't see um, any other result. Then again, Bryden's pre-season has been a little bit up and down after speaking to Josh and giving me a little bit of inside information. So there could be a shock on the cards there. Looking at the table from last year, South East finishing 12th, Brighton finishing 4th. So it kind of shows you two different ends of the scale. I am going to go with a 3-0 win for um, Brighton Ropes with a George Maddox hat-trick. Third up is Bromleyans at home to Wellingtown. Wellingtown is a difficult one. You never know. I was talking to someone um, the other day about this. You never know which Wellingtown side is going to turn up. To be honest, I think I'd rather... I don't even know, actually. I'm saying I'd rather play them now or mid-season. I think I'd rather play them mid-season, if I'm honest. So Bromleyans need to be um, on their game. Uh, because Welling could come out the blocks and could come at you full, you know, fast and full pace, which they did against us last season when they beat us in the cup and they drew with us in the league. Um, that was second and third game of the season. Broms, bit of disruption um, after what Kevin Bevis has been doing. Um, so let's hope the boys can just keep uh, concentrated on the football. 
I'm going to go for a draw for this one because I can't call it either way because, again, you don't know which side's going to turn up for either. So I'm going to go for a one-all draw for that one. Long lane reserves for Danson Sports Reserves. Danson were kind of the whipping boys for last year, conceding um, 70... No, not even that. Conceding 101 goals in 21 games last year. I mean, that is astronomical. Um, so, but when we, again, I'm going to refer to us when we played them away last season. Um, they showed signs of being a better side and they were in front for the majority of the game. It was only when we thought, okay, we've got 20 minutes to go and we need to fucking switch on. Um, so they will be, they will be looking to do some business this year and let's hopefully, um, see that, uh, in the coming season. However, uh, long lane, uh, at home, really strong on that main pitch there, I believe. I can only see one result. So I'm going to go for a 4-1 victory for Long Lane. Which, yeah, 4-1. Lastly, Metro Gas v Housted. Metro Gas have got two tough opening fixtures. They've got Housted tomorrow and then they've got us the week after. Um, a home game for them tomorrow and a away game for them next week. Again, Metro Gas are one of them teams where they, they started strong last year and they finished really poorly last year. Um, but they've always got it in the bag to do the business when required. Obviously, Housed speaks, the record speaks for themselves last year. Uh, 11 wins out of 11, uh, scoring 48 goals and conceding only 5. Uh, looked like statistically they were really going to do the business. So they're going to be looking to, to win this division this year, which Scott has already... Um, said to me so he's going to be looking to kick start off um, next uh, sorry tomorrow with Metro Gas so with that said I'm going to go for a Housted win by two goals to nil I'm not going to be convincing about it because again it's it's the first game of the season um, however I am going to go for two goals to nil to Housted so just to recap that's Bexley 1, Farnborough 3, Bryden 3, South East 0, Bromleyans 1, Welling 1, Long Lane 4, Danson 1, and Metrogas 0, Housted 2. That brings the first half to a close. Join me again in the second half and we will be speaking to Bexley Reserves Manager Ray Berry. Having trouble tracking who can play and who can't? Download Down to Play before your next match. The first app to purely focus on player availability. Get Down to Play for free in the App Store and Google Play. Welcome back to the second part of the show. We now reach the point where we interview the guest of the week. And as we've already said, the guest of the week this week is Ray Berry from Bexley Reserves. I thought it would be a good idea to get Bexley on as we've been drawn to play them in the first game of the season away at their place tomorrow. Unfortunately, due to unforeseen circumstances, Ray has become unavailable in the very short break that we had. But we will now uh, instead speak to the next best thing, his son, Kieran Berry. Bexley, last season, from from memory, uh, we played them twice last year, obviously, in the league, uh, and managed to stick nine past them 
home and away. Uh, seven at home and a two-nil away performance. Bexley, um, from what I can remember, last last season they uh, they'd come down from Division Two, so looked at in a different mind frame and a mindset really because in previous years they'd always been in and around sort of mid-table and then they had that really good season they went up I think they finished bottom following season come back down and it was like okay they've come down from Div 2 obviously good enough to be in that division Uh, and with all due respect it wasn't to be because we'd beat them by such a, um, a resounding score first time around at home and then second time 2-0, which was a little bit closer at their place. So, but I'm hearing new things this year. Obviously, merging with Teviot Rangers, I believe, from the Bromley and District Football League. So, they're going to be a very different outfit this season. Potentially could be the team to watch. I've uh, I've also backed uh, Greenway's AFC Lewisham to, to do some stuff this year. And I think we could add Bexley to that that little cluster of teams that could be the surprise packages for this year. So let's um, let's give Kieran a call and, and see if he's available. Right, so uh, let's see if we can get hold of Kieran now. Hopefully he is available. I'm not doing anything he shouldn't be. Hello. Kieran. How you doing? I'm not bad. How are you, sir? Not bad at all, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Last minute, uh, last minute job stepping in for for the father. Exactly, exactly. It's what I do. It's what I do. <laughs> okay, right. I've um, just been explaining to um, to obviously the listeners about last year and um, how things went for Bexley. Um, obviously, Bexley being a, a new setup for you, you've been part of the transitional yes. period um, from Teviot, so it's going to be your your league debut um, against us tomorrow. Can you tell us a bit about what's happened um, in terms of that transitional, bringing the, the new players over? Um, you know, was it a full team? Have you got rid of half that Bexley side? Is it a complete? Is it, what, what's been going on? Um, so, yeah, it, it is a mixture. Um, obviously, coming over from... What we want to do was just take loads of boys from one side and just take them to a new club because, as everyone knows, it wasn't anything to do with Teviot the reason for leaving um, originally the plan was that Ray was going to give up uh, managing um, I was going to go over and just play for Bexley there's a pre-existing relationship between Ray and Terry who's the first team manager and yep. the chairman okay. um, so it, it was a club which uh, were in our plans the moment that we decided to leave Teviot uh, then obviously there was a opening for the reserve as a reserve team manager but uh, Ray, Ray was interested in it, uh, so we went down on the Monday. Um, spoke to Terry and Tony, the first team manager and the assistant manager. Mm-hmm. They just um, they let us know about just the whole setup, really, what they were looking for. Um, I know it wasn't their best season, but yeah, far yeah. other things happened, especially in terms of disciplinary, yeah. which was the number one thing which needs to be cut out, and that's one thing that Ray really drills into his teams. It's about structure. I've got to be honest. It's about playing that's, football, playing That's football. one thing we always say, but we go to Bexley, we're like, oh, horrible bastards. Like, can't be bothered Saturday afternoon, just get kicked up in the air for 90 minutes. Exactly. 
well when people played us at Teviot. They yeah. would go, right, it's going to be a tough game, yeah. but it's going to be a good game. Yeah, it's going to be fair, and you know, they're going to be big tackles for 90 minutes and good football played. Then afterwards, you know, not as much now, but put your arm around each other after the end of the game, have yeah. a laugh, and yeah. pop a smile on your face, and that's what it's about. Yeah. So uh, Terry explained to Ray just about you know what he wanted. So Ray was like, you know what, let's have one more crack at it. Um, so the transition was we came in, and there was obviously a pre-existing team there at Brexit to the reserves. Mm-hmm. Some players had left, some players had gone to the first team. Um, I think when we turned up, there was, was about 13 players. Yeah. Then over two weeks, we then saw an influx of about 25 wow. players just for the reserves. Wow. Um, I don't know why. Obviously, Kent League is a big pull anyway. Yeah. And then, obviously, Bexley are, are well-known. Yeah, um, they are. They're a well-established, well-known side. Yeah, years and years. They've been going for a long time. Yeah, so it, it was something which we turned up and it, it was new. And having players to not necessarily to choose from, but to be able to pick um, players who are up to the standard, but also who share the same morals. Yep. Of you know not wanting to start any drama or any troubles, um, and you know just wanting to play football and have a good time. So yeah, so we brought over about five of us from Teviot, six of us, and then one of them found their own way there. We actually turned up to training mm. the first session, and one of our players was already there. Okay. Um, so, so, that was a good laugh. Um, but yes. Yeah, Seven of us come over, and honestly, we we fit in really well. Yeah. Um, we've been welcomed, so it, it's been such a nice welcome. And the relationship between the first team and the reserves yeah. is something which a lot of clubs wish they had. Um, just in terms of it, rather than being two teams that play yeah. under one club's name, it's now just it's one big team. That's um, exactly like us. So yeah, we we've we've because uh, obviously we've got four teams on a Saturday. Yes. And my relationship with the first team manager has grown over the last two years because we were very, like you've just said, we didn't want to be, we've got four teams, they're four separate teams just playing under that umbrella of Farnborough. But we're now building a relationship with those other teams to potentially mix and match with people's potentials and abilities. So it's good that you've um, that you've sort of got on that early because that is so important and you'll, you'll become to, you know, you'll find that as the season goes on. Um, preparation, obviously, for... For you boys, what's been happening pre-season? How's it gone? Um, new, obviously, you mentioned five or six new faces, but any big losses? Any big signings that have been made? Um, it's obviously just pre-season. The whole it's, it's been late, obviously due to first off due to obviously COVID. Yeah. Um, and then obviously with the club change, um, it we started very very late, and because the friendlies were still friendlies were starting to happen. Yeah. At the start of August, and mm-hmm. we were still at Tevi by the start of August. Right. Okay. Um, and obviously now we're at the start of September, so it's only really been a month. It's felt like a lifetime, but it's yeah, only a been a month. Yeah. Um, we've only had two friendlies. Okay. Official friendlies as reserves. Yeah. Uh, one was against Craigford Arrows. They were both against Division Two. Div Two. Yeah, we played them in the cup Arrows. last year. Yeah, good side, good physical yeah, side, great side. Yeah, great side. Lost 5-0. Um, that was due to them, first off, being a great side, taking off and away from them. Yep. It was also due to players making mistakes. Okay. Um, and, you know, we hadn't played with each other before. Um, yeah, of course. I think it's, there was it didn't about, take time. There was, exactly. There was about six guys in that team against Crayford Arrows who we eventually let go. Yeah. Um, different reasons. Different reasons. Some weren't up to the standard. Some we 
wanted to make sure got the ball rather than stood on the line. Yeah. Um, and obviously having other players in it, it's nice to have a pick. It's nice to have a pick. So all the boys that have left have gone on to other teams, and we've obviously wished them the best. Yeah. Um, but you know that there were places where we needed clear outs yep. and improvements, and we've done that. And it showed in the week after, which was last week, we played Orkinson, okay. and we lost. We only lost one nil. And that was due to a goalkeeping error. Free kick come in. He went to catch it, slipped out his hands. Oh, it's one of them and things. They, uh, they knocked it in. But what a game. So I, I play I play centre midfield. Yeah. And being in the midfield, you obviously know how games go more mm-hmm. than if you play a full back or on the wing. Mm-hmm. And I've not enjoyed playing football as much as that in a long time. Um, just because it was end to end. And it was big tackles. Yeah. It was... Headers being one here, there, the you know switching the ball, and it, it was great. It was a great game, and it put us in high spirits for this week. Yeah. Um. But you know we, we are still a couple of weeks behind, but but we are heading in the right right direction. Yes, I mean so that's what that's, that is what that's what preseason is all about. As you say, your five nil loss and your one nil loss, two losses, but you've already recognised that the majority of those goals have come from player errors. So the way I would look yeah. at that with with my lads would be well they're errors and we can rectify them. So it's not necessarily a fucking hell. Oh my god, we got smashed five nil and then we lost one nil. You know, yeah. it's 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 what preseason's all about. Get it out, you know, get it out of the way. And it sounds like you've prepped well from last week. You know, heading into the first um, league game this weekend, which is very positive. Yeah, absolutely. We found ourselves a core, which yep. was very important. And I think that's the thing at the start of the Craig Fidaro game, we didn't have. Yeah. Um, then going into the second half, we changed it around. And now that's a very, do you know what? That's a very there. tough game considering new side, Craig Fidaro. Oh, yeah. That's a, t- that's a tough game. Um, but yeah. fair play to you for taking it. And, and and the performance is, forget the result, the performance is the most important thing, you know, pre season, exactly obviously. That. Exactly that. So, exactly so that. what. Um, what are your expectations this season? Your realistic expectations? I mean, I've put you, you guys, in a bundle um, with Greenways and AFC Lewisham as potentially the surprise packages for the year. Um, so, from your take on it, what what do you think realistically you can do this year? Because historically, apart from two years ago, Bexley have always been in the bottom half of that table. Always, um, they had one year where I think they fielded most of their first team for the whole year and they won promotion. I come second, I think, um, and yeah. got relegated the following year, and then finished third from bottom last season. So, what, what yeah. realistically do you think you can do going forward? Um, the thing is, we we have a long term goal in mind, mm-hmm. and that's what we're going into the season with. Obviously, one thing that Ray wants is a well drilled side in terms of obviously not moving like an army, but people which you know give their heart and play a hundred percent every game. Um, and listen, as long as we get that the 11 players on the pitch and the five on the side are going to be happy. Um, for us, we just want to go out and play football. Um, you know, it, it will be an up and down season. It's going to be a mixed bag of results. We'll probably yeah. nick a couple games, but then we'll probably lose a few convincingly. Yeah. Um, this season isn't about how well we do in the table. Mm-hmm. This season's more about, right, where can we, first off, give Bexley a better name. Mm-hmm. In terms of, like you said, 
you'd turn up at Bexley and you'd be like, oh, do you know what I mean? It's, uh, it's, it's, sometimes it wasn't the exact game you'd want, especially sitting there on a Friday night and go, oh, I can't be asked this tomorrow. And it's always pissing um, down with rain, it's freezing, yeah. the pitch has got a little it's, bit of a slope as well and it's like, oh, really? Yeah, it, it's one of them typical games. Yeah, I, I yeah, think yeah. we've all been there with teams and yeah, this season for us, as a team, it's just about going out and playing football Definitely. and as a club, it's about you know put, putting the reserves back on the map. You know, yeah. The first team are brilliant. First thing, they're brilliant, but it's about putting the reserves back out there. It, like I said, it'll be it'll be a mixed bag. We're not expecting too much at all, at all. And like when you when you really think about what the league table probably be like, yeah, we'll probably see ourselves down the bottom end. If I'm totally honest, mm-hmm. um, but it's like I said, it, it's it's about the long term goal that, and this is how it was at Teviot mm-hmm. when eventually Ray moves on and Cliff, the assistant manager, moves on. There's groundwork there, which, you know... Is that potentially a position for, for you to maybe move into? Yes, yeah, so this was what the whole thing at Teviot was. There was talks for about a week or so of me taking over the team at Teviot. Because at Teviot, I was the assistant manager. I played centre-back, but I was the assistant manager. I'd yep. take the training and whatnot. I'm more of a player now at Bexley, which is nice mm-hmm. uh, from a football point of view. But it is something which... It, it does pique my interest. I, you know, I, I just love football. Yeah, so eventually, you know, I turned twenty-five on Tuesday, so I'm not getting, I'm not getting much younger. <laughs> um, so a couple of years' time is definitely something which I'm interested in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. So, uh, so looking at this year, it's more about stability. It's more about, as you said, putting Bexley back out on the map, getting a core group yes. of players, and just having a solid season as a group, and then building maybe for next year, going forward. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. Right. Two more things. So, first of all, um, I appreciate um, your your knowledge might be a little bit limited on this, but if you can, um, can you give me uh, your predictions for the top three in order yeah. and um, the bottom three in order? So, start with the bottom three and we'll go from bottom up and then we'll do top three. Cool, cool. So, with, uh, I'm, I'm going to... And reasonings if bit. you can. If you can. Yeah, no, of course. I'll be a little bit, um, say, controversial. The, the boys tomorrow probably won't forgive me for this, but I'll <laughs> probably say we're definitely being that bottom three. Okay. Um, uh, it, it'll be hard for me to give an exact bottom, second from bottom, third from bottom. Yeah. Um, I definitely think we will be there. Okay. Um, and do you think that's it, purely because of new side, Kent League, a lot of other well-established teams in that division, and you're just going to be finding your feet? Absolutely, okay. and I think that the teams that finished in the bottom three this year, or even the bottom half, it's not because because they're going to be bad teams. It's just going to be because we've played a couple of teams already in this league last year when we was at Teviot, yeah. and we know that this league is going to be tough. So it's not because the team's going to be bad, maybe yeah. apart from us, yeah. but it's going to be because the competition is so high. Um, and I think other than saying us, I look at it, and it is tough to it's tough to gauge, you know. Didn't you uh, play Long Lane say, in the Cup last year? Played Long Lane in the Cup, lost 5-4 an extra time. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, that was a that, look, that was a good game to report on, that one. Un, unreal game, unreal game. And it was something so the, uh, which... But with that to... said, you you lost 5-4, but you scored four goals against a, a Div 3 side. So, you know, you never yeah. know. And we beat their first team, who were in Div 2, to play them. There you go, then. So, it was, yeah, it was interesting. Know. They were... The, with the uh, their first team, I used to play for them uh, for their manager at yeah. a, a scholarship, like a football college. Okay, and 
he's always been about you know playing football and their, their first team are such a good side but yeah. there's something about the the reserves in our league this year and they've got that something which they're, they're when it gets to the nitty-gritty mm-hmm. they're down and they're ready to play football yeah um but they're they're the outstanding side yeah okay so we so you've put yourselves in there next two yeah It'll be, it's tough, honestly. If just from looking at it, I'll say uh, Danson and Metro Gas. Um, Metro Gas, just because, ju- just because, just because I don't really know much about them. <clears throat> okay. Um, so you know they'll probably listen to this and be like, oh. Well, Danson, I mean, this yeah, Danson last year were uh, they were the whipping boys. Uh, they finished bottom. They conceded yeah. 101 goals in 21 games. Right. I mean, right. that that says enough. I don't need to say any more. We, yeah, um, yeah. when we played them at their place um, in the return fixture, they went one nil up against us very early, and um, I think we ended up winning four five one. But we scored five in the last like fifteen minutes. So right. they they were they towards the end of the season they were getting better. Um, the performances were better, but unfortunately they couldn't turn them into results. So. Um, yes. I think yeah. Danson is probably definitely one, unless they've done some unreal recruitment over the the summer. Yeah, yeah. Metro Gas, um, Metro Gas is an interesting one. Uh, there are definitely worse sides than them um, okay. in the okay. league, but then again, like I said, a little bit sort of limited knowledge. That's absolutely fine. Yeah, um, that's the only reason I put them in there. No, no, absolutely. So, but. Again, the season will go on, and they will. I I think I've put them. They're about. They'll be about mid table. We've got them next week, so it'd be good to see what um, okay. what they do. So okay, so Bexley Dance and Metro, I guess top three. Top three. Um, I think third will be Halstead. Yeah. Um, second Long Lane. Okay. And then I think at the top will be Bryden Ropes. Bryden. Bryden, yeah, Bryden have actually recruited really well. Um, so it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see we what they lost, do. Yeah, we lost one of our players at Teviot. This was kind of the start of everything. Okay. Um, to Bryden Ropes, I, I believe he is with the first team. Um, but we know just Bryden Ropes as a club, a uh, great club. Yeah. Um, they've, they've got good structure. Run really well. Um, and yeah, exactly. And they'll always be up there no matter what. But I can see them from this year from, like you said, their recruitment. I know a couple of people that have gone there. Yeah. That they're definitely gonna for, for me they're they're gonna win the league and then obviously with Long Lane Long Lane are such an unreal side we had such yeah. a good game against yeah, last of course, year yeah and and I I know and I've heard rumblings about Halstead and about them being a good side so yeah they're, they're the reason it's my top three okay perfect right lastly before I let you go I appreciate you you coming on um, yeah, my pleasure right predictions for tomorrow so opening weekend of the Kent County Division Three West so we've got five games. Um, we'll start with Bexley v Farnborough because that's alphabetically yep. the first one on the list. So um, away you go. So what do you reckon? Just be as brutal and as um, honest as you want. Absolutely. I've got to read down here and my Bexley boys, if you're listening to this, don't crucify me in the group chat or tomorrow <laughs> or anything. But I think you boys run out, Farnborough boys run out 2-0 winners tomorrow. 2-0. Okay. I've, I've, I've predicted 3-1. Um, so, no, okay. yeah. so um, three one to us. So, always a difficult to place place to go, Bexley. Um, always difficult. You never know what you're going to get. Even when we've gone there in previous years, I've, I've been playing this league for five, six years now, and every time we've gone there, you never know what you're going to get. So, 
Um, yeah, okay. the, the, we, we played against your thirds last year at Teviot and they were such a good side, yeah, such a good, a good physical side. side. Yeah. So, so we, know, we know as a club, you guys are very well drilled yeah. and you're ready for a game. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Bryden ropes at home against South East Athletic. What do you reckon? Um, I'm going for, again, another 2 nil. This half, Bryden ropes. 2-0 to Bryden. I've gone... Where have I gone? 3-0 uh, Bryden. I've gone on that one. Um, Bromleyans reserves at home to Wellingtown reserves. This one is the battle. This is the battle of the shitters, this two. Um, well, that might fall in favour of what I've done. I've yep. done a score draw at a 1-1. I've done exactly the same. Yeah. I've, the, Welling's difficult because you never know what, what side's going to turn up. Um, one da- yeah. one day they'll be unreal. The next the next day they'll be awful, and the same with Broms. Um, so yeah, uh, a, a safe one all there. I've done exactly the same. Um, Long Lane reserves for dance and sports reserves. Um, I've got Long Lane winning four one on that one. I've done exactly the same. Very spooky. Four <laughs> one, yeah. Um, and lastly, Metro Gas against Housted. And I've done a 3-1 to Housted on that. So you've done 3-1 and I've gone 2-0 Housted. Okay. Excellent. Okay then, mate. Well, that's that's lovely. Thanks for coming on. And um, No, thank you for having me. I'll, uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, I look forward to it. I look forward to it. It's going to be a great game. Cheers, buddy. Take care. Thanks so see much. Later. See you later. Bye, mate. Bye. What a nice guy. What a nice fella. Need more of them people in football. So that was Kieran Berry, centre midfielder for Bexley Reserves. Um, Danny's old man proud there on the podcast, so well done, Kieran. That wraps us up for today. Another weekly outing for the Saturday manager. And um, good luck to everyone at the weekend. Hope you get the result that you want. And I will see you next week. Ta-da for now. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.